what we're talking about today, we're talking about communication again, but, but as we, uh, last week we looked at this uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 4, 29 to uh, 32, um, and, and we, we, we learned that we should only speak words that build others up. And then he talks about the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And then he, he goes to this next verse and he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage. And he, go, he goes on, we'll talk about that. But when I was reading that, I, I thought, what happens when, you know, he says, oh, you should, you know, get rid of the, the, the bad stuff in your, in your mouth and, uh, you know, and only seek to have conversations that build one another up and, and speak words of healing and wholeness and health and trust in the Holy Spirit to do that. But then he says, get rid of this other stuff, which means that even when you're trying to do that, there's sometimes when we're, it, life is going to go sideways on you. And, and when I was looking at this list of, uh, of terms that, that Paul uses here, um, I wrote about them on, on my Friday newsletter, but I, I, I want to just kind of go down them because when, when you look at the list, you realize that most of this is, are things that were stuck in you from the past. That one of the reasons that are, that we're having conflictual relationships in the future is because we've had, we're, there's other things in the past that are affecting that. So, uh, he first says, get, get rid of bitterness. And, you know, when we're in it, when we're in a, a conversation with someone that's going that's going negatively a lot of times it's what's happening in our heart all right there's there's bitterness there's something either we're holding something against I'm, and i'm speaking usually of close relationships uh we're holding maybe something uh in our heart from the past from them and it, the bitterness you know it's kind of it's kind of like acid indigestion you know all of a sudden you've got oh i've got i've got something burning in my throat uh and and so he says you you've got to get rid of that because you really are never going to come to agreement you're never going to come to a loving conversation if that bile keeps uh coming up into your throat and then he says get rid of rage and and of course you know for christians we're pretty good at this we're, we're uh, you know, I mean, there's been times in my life when I've been a rager, and in my mind, I definitely have raged many times more more than more than you'd ever like to know. It's like ah, rage against the machine, and you know, you know, reject, you know, resist authority, and you know, I was an old, I was an old hippie, that, you know, one of one of those guys. Uh, but it, it's it's when you want to boil over, and sometimes you're having a conversation with somebody, and uh, even in my mind now that. Uh, you know, there's things in our world that I'm like, how can you believe this, right? So I start to rage in my mind uh, about certain, you know, certain things that other people are thinking. And again, Paul is saying, you don't need to do that. You don't need to boil over, even in your spirit. Uh, you, you need to be at peace, which we'll, we'll talk about too. And he says, get rid of wrath, and that is anger that wants to punish. So anytime you're like, not only do I want to be really right, but I want to make sure that it stings my rightness upon you. And, and so like, oh, no, that's really bad when you're, when you're coming to that, that place. And then he says, get rid of clamor, and, he, and that, that's like raising your voice. If you find yourself in any conversation at any time where you feel like you have to raise your voice, that's something Paul's like, no, don't, you don't have to go there. Because you, you, as a child of God, can tell the truth in a low tone. 
Uh, you know, I think we used to have this uh, third grade teacher, and uh, she had the, the quietest demeanor. And every time I, I, would, I would come to her classroom, all her kids would be chill, uh, even though they, they were like crazy kids. And, and, you know, she was like the, the, the student whisperer. I'm like, how do you do, how do you do that? But she had just learned that it, it, the volume of your voice isn't, I mean, sometimes you have to call over the crowd, but that's, be, but she kept the tone of her class so far down that just a whisper would be enough to, to get those kids in order. I'm like, whoa. Uh, I'm on the other end. I just yell and say, hey, stop doing that, kids. Get in line. Uh, I'm, I'm a clamorer. Okay. And then get rid of slander. Uh, that's a word that's blasphemy, that use of blasphemy. But, you, you know, have you ever had this thing? You're having a conflict with somebody, and then you talk to somebody else about it? How many has that ever happened to? Okay. So, and as you're talking to them, you're not putting them in the, you know, thinking that, what does it say here in, uh, it says, uh, Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Okay, so you're 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 putting them in a light where they're definitely not better than yourself. You're 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 shredding them down a little bit. That's what he's talking about. He says, get get rid of that. So even if you, I'm not saying you can never have a conversation about someone else in your life that you're having a conflict with, but make sure you're putting them in the best light, saying, it's probably me. I'm probably the one having the problem here. But I'm sharing this with you because I, I need you to pray for me. Uh, so if you're doing it in, to tear down at all, you're, that's bad, bad, bad. Okay. And then uh, the, the last one, get rid of malice. That's just evil. So if, if, you're, if you're doing malice, then he's just like, get, you know, you come back to Jesus, which is where, where we're going to start. So, so that's the list. And then he goes on and he says, instead, he doesn't say instead, but he says, be kind and compassionate with one another forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And I love that. Just as in Christ God forgave you. I don't know about you, but every time I read about the forgiveness of Jesus, the forgiveness of God, it, it, it still takes my breath away. Because when, when, I, when I realized how much of a sinner I was, it, it just shattered my life. It was like, Wow, I was really convicted of how much I really, really needed the forgiveness of Jesus. And since then, I think that he's, he's transformed me a lot because uh, when I'm in a, a, a time of conflict in a conversation, I can always draw back to, oh yeah, that's right. We're, we're all sinners saved by grace that need the forgiveness of Jesus and uh, wise people forgive. Okay, so I want, I want to just cover uh, three points about what we what we should do or can do when things start to go sideways. If you're having a conversation with someone and it's going, you, you can tell it's going in a direction that is not going to honor God. This is what we need to do. Okay. Now, when I was putting this together, I thought, here, you know, how sometimes preachers are like, oh, we should just act like this, you know. And you're thinking, are you living in the real world? Have you ever really had a, a difficult conversation with somebody? Um, but I, I think that when, when, we, when we look at, at the way that God wants us to live, we, don't, we, sh- we should say, okay, this is, the, this is the highest place to operate at. 
And, and instead of saying, well, that, that's what God says, but I, I'm just used to working here. And so what I'm saying is that we should always be shooting for the moon. We should always be shooting for God's highest in everything. Because as children of God that are sold out to the kingdom of God, we, we're like, I want to honor God, which is my first point. In every conversation, we should want to honor God. Now, I've seen that in the three weeks that we've been uh, going, going through this, or it's really only two weeks, I've really been more aware of my conversations. It's, it's been strangely, uh, I think good, but also disconcerting, because when you're aware of your conversations, you realize, hey, you know what? I'm talking a lot about myself. I'm not re- really interested that much in, in other people. And, and again, there's that fine balance, but when you're aware, it, it really helps. So anyway, if we're going sideways, um, the first thing we can do, especially, uh, and uh, again, I'm, I'm backing up because, uh, first of all, if, if we don't, if I'm talking about relationships that are close. So I'm talking about family relationships, kid relationships, uh, and church relationships, and, and work relationships. Uh, if you're in a Christian context and you start to see that you're going down a slide, the best thing to do is to stop and pray together. What? And I know, that's hard, right? Because you're just ready to, like, you know, you're just getting a hold of them. All right, now I'm going to give you, give you the real deal. And they say, let's glorify God. No, I don't want to glorify God right now. I want to really be angry at you. Because that would make my flesh really happy. But how many know that whenever you're in a conflictual thing and you win, that there's no winning? (laughs) The win is when you honor God and he says, well done, my son. Well done, my daughter. Wow, you did it. That's the goal, right? That's really where we want to be. And so uh, when we find ourselves going down, uh, there's always an opportunity. There's a moment of opportunity where we can say to one another, let's pray together. And you know what happens when you pray together? God takes all the fun out of it. Uh, You know, you just thought you were going to get into it. And then all of a sudden you realize, we love each other. We're on the same team. We have a goal in our lives to be with one another. Now, when you're done praying, you're still going to have the problem. Did you know that? Because whatever got you there was the problem that you're, you were there for. And that's the beginning of the way that the Lord wants to transform us in our conversations that are difficult, is to take the issue and not the person and make sure that we're talking about the issue. All, all of these uh, things that he says get rid of he, um, are things that are focused on the person not on the issue. When, when we're, uh, you know, whatever he says here, uh, I keep flipping around here, but when we're bitter, that's, we're not bitter against an issue, we're bitter against a person. And so if you go down the list, these are all things that are interpersonal rather than issue-related. And so the, when, we, when we pray together, if you're in a, a spiritual relationship with someone, 
that can, that can bring you to that place of saying, I want the unity that we just were reading about in Philippians chapter 1. Then, uh, then we can take the issue. And I used to do this when I would counsel with, with couples that were having difficulties. I would take a, a post-it pad out and I'd say, okay, what is it that we're, what, what is it we're trying to resolve? Well, I'm trying to resolve them. I'm trying to make them change so that they will just be like me. And think like me. And it's like, yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea. Because what do they say? If, 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 if two, two people are exactly the same, then one of them is, is obsolete. <laughs> so you can just move them right along. God put you in relationships with others actually to have some conflict. Did you know that? That conflict is an important way to build intimacy in a relationship. If you always get along there might be a problem with your relationship. <laughs> the good news is, in this room, that's not a problem. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, uh, boy. Okay, so back, back to what we were talking about. So the first thing, if things start going sideways, get with the Lord, if possible, with that person. If not, if you're able... Now, again, we're talking about emotions. Emotions can be really strong, can't they? I mean, I, I've, again, I'm, I'm talking about this from mostly a hypothetical. Uh, when Jenny and I argue, uh, we, we do pretty well, uh, but we, but we, we don't like instantly go to prayer because like, oh, that's the pastor. Yeah, of course. They always just instantly go to prayer. No, we instantly go to argument and then, and then we get, we get to the prayer part. Uh, as we go, and then of course we follow. You know, we follow. Be kind, be compassionate with one another, and forgive each other. And th- that has definitely been our pattern. Okay. So the second. So let me find actually my notes so that I know what I was going to talk about today, which I never do. Okay. Oh boy. So anyway, conflict does give us opportunities to grow in intimacy. One of the best ways to, uh, I, I mean, not one of the best ways, but it kind of is. Because when you work through something with anybody, whether it's at home or at work, you, and you really do come to that place of unity, it, it gives you a, a bond with one another, a, a better relationship with one another. Because you've, you've, got, you've gone to the next level. You've gone above it because you resolved it. And uh, I really, with most of the people that I've had difficulties with in this life, when I've worked through it with, with them, uh, it's, it has created a, greater, a better relationship with them. So, uh, now, I, I put down on my notes, it's, bring your life back to the Spirit. As you notice, I'm going back to uh, Leonard's point, and, the, and this point says, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. When we're, when we're having conflicts, we have to return to the Spirit because this is the only way to glorify God. So you guys with me? Okay. I, I'll, I was, I was going to... There's one more kind of point. Uh, Paul says it and Jesus says it. He says, I, I want you to lear, learn to live at peace, be at peace with all people as much as it is possible with you. And then Jesus says this thing. He says, blessed are the, peace, the peacemakers... Uh, for they shall be called great in the kingdom of God. So being a person of peace is part of our discipleship and, and ultimately the way that we're going to glorify God. Um, anyone can be the peace 
maker. That's the one that, that, will, that will bow their knee first. Uh, we read in, in Philippians, it says, be, it says here, uh, don't be selfish, don't try to impress, be humble. Uh, a person who's humble bows their knee. Okay? And so if you're in a conflict, it's easy to say, you know what? Let, let, me, let me hear you out. Okay? And so I, I want to encourage you uh, to, to be people of peace. And uh, uh, I, I just know that it's easy. I mean, as, as a pastor and uh, as a principal of the school, once in a while I get a, an angry, uh, angry family. Uh, Judy's never seen this. <laughs> Sometimes I get some angry moms. They'll come in, you know, they'll come in as a gang, gang of moms. You never want a gang of moms. And, and, they'll, and they'll come in, they'll be really angry. And w- when, when you lead with humility and say, oh, wow, you, you know, uh, please forgive us for whatever crime we have committed. Um, usually, we, you know, it might be, it's usually a perception issue. But when you lead with peace rather than, what? I'm right. You know, no, this school, we're always right. And our staff is right. Everybody's right. You guys are wrong. Well, where does that go? Out the door. Okay, nowhere. Okay. So I just wanted you to get there. Okay, so the second thing is, so we're going to go to God. We're going to try to keep honoring God in every relationship. And I'll stop there. Uh, the second thing is, uh, Jesus tells us this uh, funny little thing in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, 4, and 5. He says, when you're looking at a problem in another person, a speck, before you really go after that speck with your tweezers, you got to take the log out of your own eye. That's a tough one. Because Jesus knew what we should all know is probably the problem is the person in the mirror, not the person past the mirror. And it's always important for us when we're in when we're going down that that path of like this is going sideways to to look at ourselves first and say what is it in me that is causing me to be so emotional? Uh, I mean really is this issue going to going to mean anything in a month in you know in a week in a month in a year in heaven? And you're like no it wasn't that important after all. But really taking a look at us and say, what does Jesus need to transform in us so that we can be people of peace in our conversations? And a lot of times there's a lot of work that he wants to do from our past. Uh, a lot of this bitterness and this stuff it, that comes up in our present relationship is things that Jesus wants to dig out from the past. And so if you find that as a repeated pattern, it's like, oh, I always go to anger or I always go to wrath. Uh, when I'm in these conversations, Jesus, it's an indication you should talk with someone so that you can find out what else is going on. Okay. Um, yes, I wish I had time to develop this next thing. In conversations that are going sideways, we tend to uh, dehumanize the person. Uh, I, I hate to put it that way, but you know, back in the 20s, there, there was this uh, theologian uh, who, who coined this, this term, uh, I thou and I it. Martin Buber was his name. And he, and he said that in our conversations, uh, 
when we don't place the I thou, when we don't look at the holiness or the, you know, the, the incredible humanity that is in the other person that we're talking to, and instead we, we go, you know, we're talking to an it. Well, guess what? When you're talking to an it, how do you feel? Very superior, over the top. But when you're talking to it like, here's a child of God in the image of God, loved by God, a son of God, a daughter of God. Well, that changes the picture, doesn't it? And so uh, for us, as part of getting the log out, is seeing the person for who God sees them. And if we would, if we would treat people, especially those closest to us, uh, with the utmost regard, it would, it would deflate almost any argument that you had. Uh, I, I had, had a friend, uh, th- this gal, and, and she, she told her husband, I just want you to treat me like you treat strangers. And uh, I'm like, wow, that's intense. <laughs> you know, that's because he was so nice to everyone, but he was very harsh with her. And I thought, oh, what, you know, what, what happened? Because he, he didn't see the thou, you know, the, the whoa, look at you, the, the one that really he did love so much, and, and he does, and he continues to. Okay. And a lot of that has to do with our bondedness with one another. It's really easy to be mad and call people it's who you're not bonded to, like those people out there. And, and so uh, instead, if you will place the value on them, then a lot of this will go, go away. All right, last but not least, uh, I want to just talk about the rest of the verse where he says this. He says, instead of getting rid of all these things, he says, be kind and compassionate and be forgiving. In every, the, the ultimate part of every discussion that's going sideways or downhill the Lord wants us to make it a building event that blesses. And so, uh, first we, of course, check our own baggage. But I, wanna, I just want to encourage you in, in this. Uh, I, I put down here to gently restore people. We are ministers of the gospel. You guys are. I'm, I'm a, I might be a pastor of a church, but you guys are the ministers of the gospel, wherever you are. And the way that that gospel is ministered is through peace and gentleness and compassion and forgiveness. And if we don't see ourselves as that, we're just like, oh, I'm just an individual just trying to muddle through my life, then the relationships that we interact with are not going to be blessed. And so I I want to encourage you, you are something that you probably don't even know you are, that you are God's agent to bless the people around you. And so when we're in conflict with one another, uh, it's easy to get not gentle and not to be compassionate. And instead, uh, see yourself as the minister, see yourself as uh, Jesus to that person in, in this conflict. Speak the truth in love. And if you get stuck, and people do get stuck. Do you know people in relationships really get stuck? Uh, find a third party. Find a counselor, pastor, friend. Uh, or friend couple that you can sit down if it is a couple. I've met a lot of people that are on the verge of divorce or very close to divorce or basically they're going to get a divorce and then they come to me. And I always ask them, so when did this start? 
oh, you know, like 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, why are you seeing me now? <laughs> why didn't you see somebody 10 years ago? So I always want to encourage anybody that's having, you know, you know, if you're having like five conflicts in a row and you're not getting it, that's the time to reach out and say, I think we might need some help. Don't wait three, four, five, ten years, and then and then try to get because usually by then the hole is pretty well dug, and unless you have incredible Christian fortitude, it's going to be hard to fill in. But it can be. I've seen it many times. So don't don't ever despair uh, if you're listening to me about that. Okay. Finally, uh, forgive as God has forgiven you. If you're holding anything against anyone especially someone that you have determined to love, your spouse, your children, uh, in-laws, other people like that, Uh, even co-workers. Do you know that your co-workers need love? Uh, Well, Sandra said that to us today. People that are closest to us, man, there's a lot of hurting people out there. And we are the agents of love for them. So I want to just uh, close, close with this. Uh, here's our practice this week. Uh, Jesus wants us to check our baggage to first see if we have any of these things that we need to get rid of. Do you have bitterness in your heart towards anyone? Do you uh, are, do you have malice? Are are you sl- are you slandering even in your mind or with other people? Uh, get rid of that. Is there someone that you need to forgive, or someone you need to be forgiven by? You might need to call that person or say, I think I need to be forgiven by you because this came to my mind about that. And then, uh, of course, do you need to be forgiven? Uh, one, of the, one of the amazing parts of being together as a spiritual community is that Jesus is, is there ready to forgive you uh, because we do make mistakes, we do sin, and Jesus loves to forgive us and give us a new start. So I want to close in prayer. And uh, let's, let, let's kind of work through this as we pray together. <clears throat> oh, Father, we thank you that you call us to this higher order of glorifying you in every conversation. Lord, we can confess that we're still not good at it, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will help us and by the power that are even in these words, that you will grow us to be the kind of people that our conversations will be uh, such a blessing to those that are around us. Lord, when we find ourselves falling sideways into uh, the sin of uh, anger that's that's gone bad, I pray that you would draw us back. I pray that we that are listening to this uh, would start with this, the, this first part, that when we find ourselves moving into conflict, especially with other Christians, that we would immediately go to prayer to find out what the Holy Spirit would say and how we can really work with one another uh, for your glory. And Lord, as I, as I close this morning, I just want to make an opportunity for uh, anyone here that you're, you, you know that feeling of conviction. You're like, oh, Lord, I need, I need to be forgiven uh, for some sin I, I did yesterday or this morning or last week. Uh, I need your forgiveness uh, in my life. 
And I, I just want to pause for a moment and let you speak uh, to, to them and uh, allow them to confess their sin or their failings to you. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Now empower us to walk like you and transform us to be like Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Okay, well... uh, Next week we're going to t- we're going to take a different a different side of this. Uh, I want I want to talk about building from a positive angle. I'm going to I'm going to teach something that I learned a couple of years ago um, that's really been helpful in on the positive side of, of building intimacy in a relationship. So get ready for that, and we'll see you guys next week. And I haven't seen Caesar, but is he cooking back there today? Oh, he's all okay. I I must have my eyes closed during worship. All right, God bless you. If uh, you're online, I'm sorry I haven't signed off with you. Have a great week if you haven't already signed off. I love you. Uh, Hopefully, look forward to seeing you guys face-to-face sometime soon. So God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.